0: The community—we're coming together in a way, like we're coming together in our communities, and empowering each other to speak up, to speak out, to reach others, right, and to inspire. So that's Aquarius. Everything about that is Aquarius. Let's all be a community. It's the—it's a sign of community and quality, togetherness, like everyone shares. That is Aquarius.
1: Welcome to Sage Conversations, where we believe everyone has an innate light and power to heal. I'm Michiko and I'm Rowana. We are wellness practitioners. Join us as we
2: explore holistic healing, spiritual and personal growth journeys with experts,
1: amateurs and friends. Be inspired to foster your inner light and live your best life.
2: Hey, everyone. So we are on our third episode for Sage Conversations, but it it is also the last episode that we're having for this year just because it's right before the holidays. So we're taking a break and starting again next year. But because it is the last episode of the year, we brought in a special guest who, who could help us really reflect, reflect on the year that has, that was, You know, it's been a very thundering year. You know, 2020, it has not been easy, especially as the world has become more uncertain. With the worst pandemic we've ever witnessed, all the political, economic and social shifts, even personal shifts that we've witnessed, because of all of that, we wanted to lean on astrology today and to help us understand these shifts and help us really navigate and better to equip ourselves so that we get to use uh, what has happened, the influence of current events to our own advantage. And it just so happens that apart from all of these that are happening, there's actually a, a great event occurring on the 22nd. Well, globally, a lot of people have been calling it the great conjunction of december 21st but here in the philippines it's actually happening on on december 22nd so that's an exciting event that could hopefully explain you know the connection with what connection between all these shifts happening in the world and in our personal lives. So without further ado, I want to introduce our next guest. Her name is Monica Gamboa, and she's also known as Monch the Mystic. So this person, Monica, has been featured on a lot of platforms like Rappler, Astrology Philippines, Metro Style, Megastyle, Preview Magazine. I mean, with those accolades aside, the most important thing really is her work, which is in really helping us through our journeys of self-discovery. And she does this through her healing practices of astrology, drama therapy techniques, and yoga. So she's a certified yoga teacher, as well as a professional Filipino astrologer. So there, I'm sure she has a lot to share with us today. And I can go on, but you know, I don't want to listen to myself speak anymore. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Monica Gumbo, also known as Monch the Mystic. Welcome. Thanks for joining us in Michika today.
0: Welcome. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Michiko. It is a pleasure. I'm so happy that you invited me here. As soon as I got the message, I was like, yes. And your timing is impeccable. <laughs> Everything is aligning, and what a time to be talking about this! So, it's no coincidence. I think there re- are no coincidences, yeah. I do believe that. Yes, yeah. so I think this is the time to be talking about the great conjunction. Right? What is the great conjunction that is happening for us soon, today, on December 22nd? Right? And for us, it's for the Philippines, at least, if that's where you're listening from happening December 22nd at 2 30 a.m. But for others, it's happening December 21st. So it does make a difference, right? Zone-wise, where in the world you are. So I just, what does it mean, right? What does the great conjunction mean? And I guess I wanted to start with astrology. Like, what is astrology? Why do I believe in it? Or why do I use it? please preview on that, right? So I think I've been studying astrology for six years, six going on seven. And I really found it to be as a psychology major, I found it to be so informing and, and something that gives a deeper perspective on a person, an individual person, what lies underneath, right? If, you know, aside from the theories that we know, personality tests, it just adds an extra layer. So Having a birth chart first was where I started and really understanding myself. And then once that was done, I was like, whoa, what an opportunity to know other people and help other people through their own birth chart. And so I Ro, I've given you a reading. And I think that was like four Five years ago,
2: wow. yeah, some sometime, yeah, that's how we met. So we had booths face, facing each other at at a bazaar, and you know what? Come to think of it, every time I've I join a that. bazaar where I sell my 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 products, I set up a booth for my business. I'm always we don't choose where placed, but I'm always usually assigned in front of someone who offers these kinds of services, whether it's astrology or energy reading. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I got the best spot in the house <laughs> and that's how we met. So we were just facing each other for the entire weekend. And when the hours weren't that busy, we would just get out of our boots and chat. And she also gave me a reading and that's how we met years ago.
0: Yeah, and that was the beginning of Humble Market, like the beginnings of it, right? Um, yes, that's right beginning of my practice too. So, wow. And remember some Pisces Aries energy from you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you still remember that from before. Yeah. yeah. Um, So it's like every person leaves an imprint or just that uh, imprint on me. So, you know, it's that. So from my chart to other charts. And then I started getting into the moons, the timing, new moons and full moons. When is it a good time to start? And then when is a good time to celebrate and culminate? Because, yeah, the moons, the month was actually derived from the moon in history. So really, the moon is the cycles that we are working with. Monday, moon day, so a lot of symbolism there too. And so if you want to really start with astrology, it's going through the moon cycles. Full moon, new moon, and even the ones in between, waxing, waning moon. Um, So that was where it started. And then tracking transits, which we are talking about. Transits is how the planets now are aligning with each other and kind of give us a flavor of what is to happen in the world globally and what is happening and the shifts that are happening. COVID happened. Jupiter and Saturn were in Capricorn. And we were thinking, is that martial law? because Capricorn is government structure control. So in a way it was like, hmm, I said martial law, but we didn't know how it was going to manifest. And then right. hope happened and we were on lockdown. So we were basically yeah, they- lockdown martial law again and yeah, it's pretty much. So that was that was it, right? So that was when Jupiter and Saturn were in Capricorn in the sign of Capricorn. And now it is they're moving into the sign of Aquarius. So What is Aquarius from structure, from tradition, from the mountain goat of Capricorn to the water bearer? And the water bearer is, and when you think about it, Aquarius is one of the only human signs. It's a man who is pouring down water. And that water is wisdom. It's wisdom, it's truth. So in like how from that, from tradition, it's now shifting to innovation. What is our truth as, as a society, you know, now it's the breaking down of structure and for people to now start gaining back their power. That is why protests were happening. Rebellic, like people were speaking up, right? Protests all around the world. And we're speaking up against the structures of oppression, not maybe government only, but everyone or everything that oppresses. And has brought an injustice in the system. That is like, do you feel it happening? Like, this, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh huh. The podcast alone, right? Like, this (laughs) everyone, you know, everyone is kind of awakening to this new, Mm -hmm. it's a paradigm shift, if you say, a paradigm shift towards awakening to the age, you know, the age of Aquarius. But this great conjunction is really that shift to to that. But is it
2: really the uh, age of Aquarius? Because I did read somewhere, like an interview of yours, where you say it's not really the age of Aquarius. Uh We're still in the age of Pisces. You explain that somewhere. Because I know a lot of people believe that since these cosmic planets Jupiter and Saturn are moving towards Aquarius it brings in the age of Aquarius but could you clarify whether it is actually we're entering the age of of Aquarius or maybe it's just like a huge a
0: great energy shift what's it Mm -hmm. yes exactly so the age changes every 2,000 years and so when it was Christ's time right that was the age of Pisces he was the fisher of men and so that was that 2,000-year cycle. And then they say during Moses' time was the, the age of Aries, the ram, the Passover that we've learned, blood of the lamb on your door, and that whole story, that biblical story of all the firstborns who weren't saved because of that. So like even looking into history, right? Right. Um, see that. So Aries and then the invention of cuneiform, which was the age of Gemini. And then, so now um, Pisces is moving to Aquarius, but 2,000 years, there's many systems of computing. So of people of many different systems of computing, it's a 2,000 year mark yet. To be technical, right, an age in astronomy is measured from the time the equinox, the vernal equinox is aligned with a constellation. And right now it is, it's like the merging of Pisces and Aquarius, and you still can't really tell where it is. So it's the shift, but it's not like defined in a way. But Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius is like, ah. So now it's a moment in this whole transition that is bringing it forward further. So we could say it's the era, maybe the era yeah. of Aquarius, <laughs> instead of the age yet. Right. right, but definitely
2: a significant shift because I know yeah. like a lot of shifts happen astrologically speaking, but like how, I mean, this one, this particular one is called the Great Conjunction. Like mm-hmm. how rare is this occurrence and how significant it is? Because it is called the Great Conjunction, but because I'm not in that world, I am tr- I don't know if, if this, how often this happens, you know, how special this is. And that's why we're seeing such a, like we're we're shook this year. Like a lot of changes have happened and maybe because of the significance of this event
0: could you explain to us like how how big this is? So this the last time Saturn and Jupiter were conjunct in Aquarius was 400 years ago. So what happened 400 years ago? Back to history. <laughs> this was when the last emperor of Constantinople, the Roman Empire, the last emperor that was named Constantinople was born. And in his time, the Turks invaded Constantinople. So there was a merging of East and West 400 years ago. And in this merging, the Renaissance began. So that is when the Blue Hagia Sophia was created. And it was the merging of East and West. And this was a rebirth, they call it the Renaissance. So this Mm -hmm. was when the Renaissance started at this same exact alignment, conjunction, Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. So if you're getting goosebumps, it's like, yeah, what is emerging right now, right? And it's up to us to steer it, knowing this, how do we want our culture to look like? And Aquarius is technology. It's ruled by technology, innovation, think outside the box, sustainability, Mm -hmm. everything. So from Earth, the past 200 years, Jupiter and Saturn have been conjunct in Earth, but now it is
1: conjunct in air. Right. That's what I read up to. And I'm like, what does that mean? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So before, you know, how do we get our power before? It was coal. Let's get oil. It's all mining. The land. Mm -hmm. Earth. The industrial Industrial revolution. Revolution. Exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of using that but now we're thinking you know global warming is happening we're seeing the effects the fires and everything and we're like we're kind of it's waking us up and now we're seeing an increase in wind turbines in technology solar power using air using air so even the
2: Mm-hmm. And we've been in the technological, we've been experiencing the technological revolution for for a while now, right? And that is the transition of us entering this new era, not age, but era of Aquarius, where everything is now in the wind, air energy, like in Aquarius is all about technology and forward thinking, right? So when we talk about like the great conjunction, which is a great event, it doesn't just happen on that day, right? But that's the peak. Mm -hmm. But when these astrological events happen, is it right that we can already feel the
0: shifts happen before and and after? Absolutely. In the 90s, I think early, late 90s was when the internet was picking up. We've discovered, oh, internet, we could blog. We can do so many (laughs) things with a computer. And these were when a lot of planets were actually in Aquarius already. And now... Jupiter and Saturn are there and it's more of, okay, how can we use what we discovered about technology? So it's, hap- it's a push further. It's a push towards the development of tech, the internet and all these air qualities, all these air, everything, air careers, air source of energy and ideas and innovation. So. That was it. And what's interesting is 400 years was when the Renaissance began. 400 years before that, Jupiter and Saturn were in Aquarius. And this was when the three kings found Jesus in the manger. That was, this was the alignment of the Star of Bethlehem. And the baby was born. Christ was born. So, you know, you do, <laughs> you do the math. What is happening? There's another rebirth. And, you know, what is the birth that is happening? Symbolically, culturally, globally, what is the shift? Yeah,
2: rebirth is such a an apt word. You know, just yesterday I was browsing social media and CNN Philippines just posted a question or a challenge for people to just describe 2020 in two words. And the response was very interesting. Of course, there are a lot of people saying negative things, you know, COVID, pandemic, literal things of what we've actually experienced, but a lot of hopeful messages. People saying, like, what did they say? A rebirth. I'm trying to pull up my notes, but stuff about change and reconnecting, you know, a a lot of that. And so we're seeing a lot of that. We're feeling a lot of that because of what happened. It's just a matter of perspective because we've like look browsing the thread I, I don't know how long I went through that thread but there are a lot of people of course like focus on the negative but there is another group of people like focus on the positive being grateful for the experience because it was like a learning experience 2020 like their two words was a learning experience so in navigating through this great event all these shifts happening how can we best from your point of view as an astrologer, like how, how do you think we can best prepare ourselves and maybe see this, the silver lining with all these shifts happening in, in the world?
0: Yeah, I think when people ask, right, are we ever gonna go back? It's really like, no, we're not going back. We need to move forward and use what we've learned with tech, with innovation, with how to make our life more sustainable. What can we do moving forward? What is, what maybe, what does the future look like? Hints of it. There's going to be like, how can you, businesses, how can businesses shift online when brick and mortar is tricky, is tricky now, right? Rent spaces, how can we do that? But also more sustainable, more sustainability-based businesses will be in the forefront. So it's thinking of that too, that they are going to be in the focus now and the community. So how? where is your community? Can you find your community? Looking for people with the same vision as you is more important now than ever. You think alike with the same goals, values, and vision of the world, of, for the country. Where do we want to go? So I think that is important. Um, but Aquarius also rules data. So data privacy, security. Is something that we will also have to look at, because with the rise of internet, it can kind of get tricky. All our information is online, and just yesterday, Google crashed. I couldn't open my email and YouTube for like five minutes. Oh my gosh, I experienced that also. And I was freaking out, and so I was like, "This is what the future looks like. If if this crashes and all our data is gone, how do you back it up? Right? How can I? How can we create?" or teach ourselves about digital safety too and privacy. So that is also with the rise of tech, we also have to keep in mind our privacy. So it's like, how do we have passwords that are good, right? That are strong. And what can we use to not fall victim or prey of phishing and all these scams because people are going to be focused on AI and tech. So it's, embracing the expansion, but also there needs to be rules with it. So the rules will follow, but at first, you know, it's just the freedom of tech. So being cautious with that as well, data privacy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think?
2: Wow. So it really sounds like there's no turning back. You know, those who are holding on to the belief that things are going to go back to the way things were Mm pre-pandemic, do you think that's
0: happening? We will try, Like we (laughs) will try as much, right? We're gonna try to make it back to normal. And it might happen, but not for a long time. Like we already see tastes of it. Traditionalists will be traditionalists and will do the things that they do. But those who can adjust, will adjust and go through the times. And the businesses that survived were the ones that adapted to online orders, deliveries, and so it's, I think it's a matter of who is the most flexible. The most flexible business person wins because they know how to adapt to the changing times and are not stuck in that paradigm of this is the way to do it, right? So it is, it is happening. And I think the best way is to listen. Listen to the environment, listen to the news, and observe the shifts because astrology can be used for prediction, but also to observe how it turns out and how the energy manifests so that is everything that's happening and i even like feeling it in my body you're like it's like we're ready for it like it's about time this has happened we want it and i think the younger generation is hungry for it right because yeah right like we want a different world to live in
2: there's a lot there i've Suddenly I have so many questions, but then I'm going to ask them one by one. But about the body, because as I was doing my research on the Great Conjunction, I've learned that there are people getting sick in this, in the weeks leading up to the Great Conjunction. Mm. Um, Is that sort of related? Is that our bodies' way of
0: adapting to the shift? I can't say for sure, but what I'm seeing is it's a shift. So the people... Who are primed for this? It's just like this is our time, and I think it's a, a shift in roles in a way, mm-hmm. right? It's in roles, those that have passed, perhaps they have fulfilled their role. Perhaps they have gone through the Capricorn, and that was their time.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: it's a, sh- it's a reversal. It's it's like we were put up too. Like it's now our time. It's like adulthood. Right. We're yeah. stepping up, and we have to take charge of that. So I see it as that—not really like blaming, blame, it, blame it or seeing it in the stars that it might be it, but it's from the traditional to the innovative and of right. doing things for those and that you are mentioned. Ready, yeah, will rise up to it. And you mentioned it's a time now
2: for the for the youth or for the young because as we're entering the era where that's going to be dominated by technology and forward thinking it's actually the younger generations now who are very well now they grew up using technology whereas older generations have had to adapt (laughs) but those who who grew up with technology it's it's now it's just first nature like Mm-hmm. as soon as they were born like now my my two-year-old niece knows how to skip ads on on youtube it's just everything's so natural to them right yeah. so now it's it's you mentioned it's 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 their time or it's our time right yeah yes. because we we went through adulthood um growing up with technology and, and so we know how to incorporate these incorporate tech into our work into our daily lives to, and and so now it's everything is just gonna
0: blow up I guess and yes, get to that, that next level because of so it's that it's like a changing of the guards right who who are the guards now what do they look like and is it are they still in the same costume they're probably wearing something else, more Aquarius than in a uniform that is Capricorn, right? So, who are the guards now? It's something we can think about. Who is dictating or leading the way? Wow. Because it's changing, right? So yeah. fascinating.
1: Yes. And I mean, I wanted to ask more about the connection of, say, the natal promise. Since I think in one of your interviews you also, of course, do that reading, right? And my interest is also more connecting that okay, say on your birth chart, and then how to go about it with this changing time. Let's say the shift that, that that's happening, right? Like how do how then does one get like to ride that shift? I guess is what I'm saying. You mentioned yeah. about like observing, like listening, right? <laughs> but if there's one that we could all be aware of like right now or during this time?
0: I think if you were talking about the natal promise, so the way I do it is you have someone's chart and then you outlay the transit. So where is Jupiter and Saturn landing? So they actually land in a different area of your life. And okay. that is actually like, oh, this, this is what is happening for this sign. So it's really in a birth chart reading like a one-on-one that we can really see where is it landing? What is the relationship of these planets to your natal promise? So how you're going to go about that in what way? So all the relationships for each person is there and it'll depend, right? On the time you were born, on year and the month. And that is the specificity of astrology that is so specific. And to the, so it becomes a science in a way. If that is the science part, when it's each degree is exact and every day it moves to a certain degree. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question, but that it's, that's, that's it.
1: No worries. It's just also my my question was also pretty vague. <laughs> but to go back, it's like to ground it. It's, I guess my question, you did answer, sorry, just to, to say that you did answer that. I think it's more of how interesting that could be unique, but at the same time, they wanted to drive at is also there's that group consciousness that everyone could be Mm -hmm. feeling right whether or not we knew about the shift I think that's where I was like driving at which is kind of interesting like I mean it was Ruana who caught it and super interesting that oh this is that episode for that specifically and as I read up more about it it's like yeah the shift of that era from Capricorn to Aquarius and what that really meant was from earth to air. And also some discussions about, yes, well, there's that technology where everyone is also moving it to the cloud. I think I've been nodding a while ago. I'm like, oh my God, makes so much sense where also our data's in the cloud. Yeah. And also, and you said about like, what are your thoughts about that? And and there's so many beliefs around security. And at the same time, it's also to, I guess, to balance that out is like, What they said about privacy versus transparency, like why would there be that fear also of, let's say, privacy or, for example, you're also transparent. So there's no fear of also sharing that information, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yes, it's a thin line, privacy and transparency.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yes, Ro, I think I cut you also. but. Oh, it's okay, but
2: actually, okay. So we've been talking a lot about technology, data, and and all that about technical stuff. But there was something in what you said, Monica, earlier about that touched the heart space. Because I know, like, the energy of Aquarius is also about somehow about equality. Mm-hmm. So may, can we? touch more on that energy. I mean, because it's something that we're also seeing, like all of these movements rising up today, the Black Lives Matter and, and just people coming together even more. Is that also what this era is bringing in?
0: Absolutely. Aquarius is the humanitarian, right? It's the humanitarian.
1: Oh, and wow. having
0: Jupiter, Jupiter there, or like Jupiter's abundance. It's expansion, opportunity. And it's in Aquarius. So what does that mean? An abundance in community collaboration. And, you know, ways that we can actually, I think farming is actually going to go back. Ways we can live off the land collaboratively and just have it sustainable, be more sustainable. So I think that is the shift, the community. We are standing up for ourselves. We want to be seen and we want to be seen and we want to see people and maybe not a religion anymore, maybe not believing one specific religion, but a bigger picture, a connection to everyone. We are all connected, and that is Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign that rules astrology. And so it's like, ha, right? Goosebumps all over, because that is it. Because astrology helps us see the bigger picture. No matter who you are, where you come from, you have a natal promise, that's what you were born to do, it's your potential and how can we use our potential to as part of the puzzle in this grand in the grand scheme of life so in a way it all has an order we all have a purpose
2: wow that's why we're seeing a lot more even from the younger especially from the younger generations now starting businesses that are really, really aligned to their passions yeah. rooted on you know what they love doing and making a business out of it, something that they can monetize yes. on. It's We're no longer following the old structures of after grad graduating, get a corporate job or usually for the money or for the experience. But now people are taking more risks and really putting themselves out there. And we're seeing that all over. Now I'm getting
0: goosebumps. <laughs> Absolutely. And what is, um, so aside from the Great Conjunction, since 2019, Uranus, the planet, Uranus moved into Taurus from March 2019 to July 2026. So what is Uranus? Uranus is a planet of instability and change. And it's in Taurus, which is the bull, the way we make money and currency. So the way we make money and currency is now being shaken up. So we are thinking of what is the new way to use or to gain money? What is currency? What is energy? So a lot of rethinking. Shaking up is happening too. What could currency be? The Bitcoin happened. And so it's not so like the stock market, so much things. So, you know, it's shaky. It's being shaken up. So that is also a trend, a new way of seeing currency and resources that is happening simultaneously. Oh.
2: Yeah, everything's happening simultaneously. So there's a lot of different ways that we can, possibilities for us to, or directions for our conversation today. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can go anywhere because like this shift is really affecting us in a lot of different ways at different, many different levels. And I guess the key message really is to help us let go of old structures, old beliefs like old ways of doing because like the world is moving is shifting and it's really up to us right to whether we go along with it or or we don't but what do you think is going to happen to those people who are still going to hold on to are hoping that things are going to go back to normal, maybe are really hoping, crossing their fingers for the efficacy of this vaccine. And, you know, after that, things will go get back to normal, holding on to really old, old beliefs
0: from that previous era and being in Capricorn. Yeah, I would say, like, the statement is like the most flexible person wins. Whoever is <laughs> flexible really wins. And for those who are, you know, want to do it the old way, they can, but they're eventually going to learn because Saturn is the teacher. It's the teacher of life lessons. And it's the high school principal that will keep teaching you until you learn that lesson. So like you could try it. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, let's do something else. And then they learn that they're actually being brought or taught a certain lesson. So it's not to say like, oh, you better believe in it. It's It's the energy. It's up to you to take it or leave it. If you leave it, observe to be open, right? It's openness to the new ways of thinking. So, yeah, for those who aren't able to shift yet, it's a matter of defining what is stability for you? What does stability look like? And Uranus, shaking up Taurus of stability, it's definitely being shaken up. So, it's hard to ignore. The more you ignore it, the more it teaches you that lesson. And when you learn it, it really depends
1: on you. Right.
0: Um, Yeah. That's
1: super interesting of like the last, the word that you said about flexibility. And I think that's the biggest lesson for us. I mean, I've been grappling on like, what would be the sign? And I guess when you are resisting the change and the shift, that is the biggest sign (laughs) for all of us. Yes. And the more you keep
0: resisting, it'll just keep teaching you that lesson. The same Mm -hmm. lesson.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And
2: this is also what we mentioned in the, the last episode, right? I, I think I said that when we're not mindful, when we don't know how to listen, either to our inner voice or whatever messages that we get, and if we just ignore them, it'll just going to get louder and louder and louder. And so it's really up to us whether we want to learn from that or not. And if we don't learn the lessons that were meant, we're, we're just
0: going to repeat that cycle until we learn that lesson that we're, we're supposed to absolutely yes and i think it also has to do with yeah looking within and really and really knowing yourself like what is the quality of mind you know mindset that lives inside you and in a way like we're unconscious of it then we can listen to everything that's outside even news around us if we listen to majority then we can kind of get swept away too so also listening to your inner voice that quality of mind, that what, what is my purpose here? What do I believe in? And to always just readjust, right? Because nothing is set in stone. So it's that constant conversation and relationship to the world and to the self. Hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So
2: beautiful. It's such a wonderful message to be heard. Um, and I know, you know, not a lot of people believe in astrology or believe in these things but really you know we're seeing the shift regardless of whether we believe in astrology or not like we are experiencing these shifts and it's just a matter of how we react to what's happening and astrology really is it's just it's a tool right for us to understand the world at large or our, or even ourselves, right? I believe like you mentioned that like astrology is an art form. It could also be a science. Uh, yes. But really it's there to help us understand, deepen our understanding of the universe <laughs> or, or even ourselves. So so such wonderful messages that you've given us today about and lessons about how to navigate
0: through these changing times. Going back to what Rose said, I wanted to add, like, I think we've forgotten how, with our capitalist consumerism culture, we've forgotten the cycles. So, going back to the cycles is making us know when to do things because of, you know, we don't even wait for the new moon to plant and when to sow anymore. It's just like produce, produce, produce. So, we've lost touch of the cycles. So, astrology helps us get in tune with that. And the more we are in tune with it, then things seem to flow more. Then we are more connected with the world,
1: right? And the I earth. do follow the moon when it's launching something and it's the full moon going up. Is that something that you believe in too? <laughs> yes, like a full moon is celebration, right? Celebration, right.
0: launching, and, and also releasing. What do you want to release out? And new moons are for setting intentions. What do you want to begin in the next six months? So having those new moon, full moon, especially. And it was it was my birth chart that led me to drama therapy. So like in college, I was like, what do I want to do? And it was like, okay, Scorpio rising. I'm a Scorpio rising. I discovered that, yeah, Scorpio rising loves to dig in deep into the matter of things, into the psyche, into people. And that is why I took psychology. I wanted psychology. But at the same time, I had a Leo Midheaven. So Midheaven is your career. And Leo is performance, art, creativity. And that's what I wanted to do. I love theater as well. So in a way, I was like, how do I bridge these two together? These two clues or puzzles in my birth chart. So it was like theater and psychology and combining them. Well, it's been magic. It's been a learning experience in how to articulate such a new field. That I was confident that drama therapy is new, but it has a future because we are going into the age of Aquarius. <laughs> yes. The more we innovate, and the more that we claim what our purpose is, the more like the the better the world will get. The more people we're able to help. That was it really used it as a clue to get there and. And I'm happy like I can honestly say I'm happy where I am and it has such a potential in healing trauma because trauma according to Bessel van der Kolk trauma is stored in the body and trauma is caused by relationships you won't experience trauma alone like if you're alone nothing's happening to you so it's relational a person an event an event that was caused by a person it's relational So we heal trauma through the body and in relationship as well. And that is what drama therapy is, embodied experiential learning therapy and using stories to help us. Stories, metaphors, sometimes when we don't want to tell the story of what happened to us, we can use the characters in myths and fairy tales and use that as a way to explore roles from a distance until we're ready to get closer to them. So it's a... It's more than talk therapy, it's using the body to heal and process it. Yeah, talk therapy is great. I go to my own talk therapist. And there's always freedom in being able to move and be creative. That I think even as Filipinos, K drama, um, you know, we love drama too. So I think it will be so great, especially to reach people. My purpose was really to bring it to street children, and there's so many of them. And because of all the things that are happening, drug wars and all the things that have happened, like we are obviously, we have gone through trauma. Three children and even lower middle class gone through trauma, but they can't afford therapy. So what is a way that we can have therapy as a group and drama therapy is one of them because it's, you know, it's individual and group and we listen to each other's stories and we process it together and we move together. And it's, yeah, it's an exploration.
2: You know what? I actually had an experience. I I joined a group for a drama therapy session. This oh. was not in Manila. This was abroad. And it was very, very therapeutic. I was surprised by what I was able to accomplish just in one session and role-playing and just being in a group of strangers, yet it felt like a very safe space. And it was just me sitting and sharing. It was a very interactive. You we were standing up, using props, dressing up. it was fun it was a fun process yet very therapeutic and that's what's so exciting about the shift because there are just so many new ways of self-exploration healing techniques and it's not just going
0: to be for a few but it's going to be for the masses I believe yes absolutely and another just another astrological thing that's happening Neptune (laughs) Neptune the planet of spirituality, vision, is moving into Pisces, the the ruler. So Neptune is, Pisces rules Neptune, or they, they belong to each other. Since April 2011, it's been there and will be there until Jan 2026. So everything spirituality, astrology, movies, apps, meditation, and just in that Pisces world of images, imagery, and healing from that is being brought out. And so all these healing, theta healing, and envisioning, and meditation, and visualization—it's all coming up, and we're all seeing it simultaneously play out. It's a level up say.
2: Yeah, it's it's getting mainstream. Like people are talking more and more about meditation and all about and these different modalities and different routines. People are more open and sharing. Okay, just a maybe just to share something very personal one of my guilty pleasures in watching reality tv <laughs> I love watching the bachelor franchise shows but like <laughs> okay, okay, I can't believe I'm sharing this to the public but uh, but I'm sharing this because like it's much more interesting today than it was before because you can see people are are are, are putting are wearing their hearts on their sleeves a lot more uh, they're sharing themselves a lot more, their substance a lot more. And and not just the good, but even sharing their trauma as a way of healing. And you're seeing that even on national television or international television. And I'm using that as an example because usually reality TVs are a, a microcosm of what's going on in the world, world. at large. Add in the drama because it is television, but I've noticed the shift from previous seasons where it wasn't so interesting. It's more drama, drama, but where now you're seeing more real relationships flourish, like even on, on the screen. So it's just a good representation of what's really going on
0: in a massive scale all around the world. Wow, right? It's just we're becoming more real with each other, more authentic. This yeah. Is mm-hmm. I was going
1: to say how from a value perspective, like a lot of people resonate with authenticity more and more, like more than a buzzword, I wouldn't say, but it's like, yeah, your people are more drawn to that. So Rose's point about reality tv i mean i work for an app that advocates for authenticity because it's live streaming right with kumu and i mean just going back to that conversation i mean it ticked in my head about currency because here people are earning in diamonds that they can cash out in the quote-unquote real world but i mean but you know what is the real world right now with cash right so i mean it's just these realizations as you were talking and explaining i'm like wow that's Already happening, and yeah, it's like a big lesson of to your point, Monica, about listening in. But it's good to have this tool of also looking outward, like literally in the stars, right, in the planets, <laughs> and then how they're aligned. Sorry, I think
0: it's like as above, so below, but also as below, so above. We also actually have the power of what happens. Like it's our mm-hmm. choice, and we will affect the bigger picture. But it also it's interrelated. Everything so, is connected. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: one of the seven environmental laws. You know, mm-hmm. everything is connected, connected. And that's always what I bring up, especially in my work, you know, linking the environmental problems and even solutions to ourselves as a smaller version of the world because everything is connected and moving beyond our world even to the cosmic universe everything is connected so there's always something we can learn either by whichever way we go by looking within or looking to the stars mm. yeah. everything is connected but i mind if i i know we've we've talked a lot of already but there's just so much here and and when i talked to my cousin about the great conjunction one thing that stood out to me one thing that i kept writing down in my notes and i kept highlighting by circling was shared wealth and it goes back to what you shared about your work in kumu and live streaming it's it's now empowering people to create wealth their own wealth doing what they love Mm. You know, now wealth and power, it's not just reserved for a limited few. Now, as we're entering the era of Aquarius with this energy shift now, especially with, with technology and, and us connecting more to our heart space, it's like more, there are more opportunities for us to share that wealth with others. I mean, with Bitcoin and how the world is restructuring and changing, there's there's that to look forward to,
0: I guess. Absolutely. The community. We're coming together in a way. Like we're coming together in our communities and empowering each other to speak up, to speak out, to reach others, right? And to inspire. So that's Aquarius. Everything about that is Aquarius. Let's all be a community. It's the it's the sign of community. And equality, togetherness, like everyone shares. That is Aquarius. Sharing wow. your wealth. Right. Oprah, Ellen are Aquarius and you see it in their work Oh, and wow, their talk shows and how much they give. So it's like it's you get a get car, car. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna get cars <laughs> this year. This <laughs> how long is this year gonna last? But, well the effect is like 20 years until it moves to another sign. So 20 years, maybe this, but you already see the cycle towards it. Small glimpses of more Aquarian things, more tech things. So, but it's going to be an air. It'll be an Aquarius, but then the next one will be other air signs for 200 years. So, this is it. This is that moment that, you know, what does air look like? Ideas, things that are moving through the air fast paced in a way. So, there's really no turning back. If like this is like the very beginning, and then we'll just keep seeing it. So I'd say it's going to last our lifetime, right? We're going to see that shifts through our lifetime. I'm getting goosebumps once again. <laughs> I've
2: gotten Same. so many goosebumps in this entire conversation. So this is this is amazing. And I, I remember the words of my mentor a few years ago. She was telling me that, you know, the a new renaissance is coming. And I guess this is it. Wow, a golden age what was their background background? how are they seeing it well you know my my mentor she's my spiritual mentor and and a lot of what I know like really came from her she knows a little bit of astrology she knows a little bit of that because she's been studying she's been in the space for about like 20 25 years at that time when I was under her wing so yeah she told me that the the golden age is coming, the new renaissance is coming. And once I, once this came into my radar, the great conjunction with the shift happening, it's like, was this, this is it, this is what she was talking about. And it's not some theory or whatever, we've, we've been seeing the shift happen for some time now and it's just gonna peak pretty soon on the 22nd here in the Philippines and we're going to see its effects for years to come for the rest of our lives.
0: (laughs) Right? Unless we live over 200 years old, if technology Happens to make us live longer. I oh, mean, that's
2: another conversation with science. <laughs> now, I mean, it could be possible. You never know because with technology and the way things are going now, with all the discoveries happening, you never know. We could be among the first human beings to live up for centuries because yes. of technology. We never yes. know. It's
0: exciting. It's, uh, like you're in a tightrope, and you're just like, okay, what am I gonna get? Um, <laughs> it's exciting. It's frightening. Yeah, as long as you stay grounded and in your truth and flexible, right? You'll be okay. As long mm-hmm. as you're able to flow like air, like quiet, then you'll be okay.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely. Flow, get grounded, all those messages about being present, being in the now. I think this year, the pandemic has really pushed us to learn how to adapt. And that learning is really going to help propel us forward as, you know, things are going to change even more as we move forward.
1: Now I want my reading.
2: (laughs) You know, if only our listeners could see our faces right now, all of
1: us with huge grins on our faces, just thinking about this. What's to happen? Yes. I mean, our listeners don't see how we're like, I think we're getting so many flashes of the future and we're like... (laughs) Whoa, what to do? Yeah, but again, let's not gonna ha- get ahead
2: of ourselves. It will happen when they're supposed to happen. And again, let's just go back to the main message of just staying present, being grounded, and being willing to adjust mm-hmm. to the changing
0: times. Listening. Yeah. yeah. It's being
1: flexible. And
0: I think one way to do that is like go to your own therapy, process everything inside you first. So mental health, you know, it's really coming to the forefront too, because that's where we start with ourselves, and and unlearning maybe what we've been conditioned to know, and really grappling with tradition, innovation. Where do I stand, and how can I be in the middle? How can I balance both, have both at the same time? Which is could be through others, but I think like for me, therapy has worked so much. Has helped me so much. Therapy and astrology together is a superpower. (laughs) If you can have both because they help each other, it's not against each other. Even spirituality, religion can support astrology because it's believing in a higher power too. So whoever you believe, whatever God, it's one and the same for me, right? Um, So there's no reason to divide ourselves, to pit ourselves against the other based on that dogma. So it's like, Let's just be Aquarius. We're now all learning.
2: Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like now because of our conversation. When you said that, in my head, it's like that's Aquarius. It's like, ooh, I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. that's definitely the Aquarius energy at play. So, it's really exciting. I love it that Aquarius is the humanitarian. So, there's a lot to look forward to in terms of us being more open and compassionate towards each other and there's a lot to look forward to in how the world is going to change in the future but until then i guess you know let's just take it a day at a time and always check in with ourselves and make sure that you know we are going to change along with with the times and learn what we're meant to learn
0: use your birth chart as your guide
1: how can it guide you and be a map for you and speaking of birth charts, would you like to share how our listeners can contact you and get in touch?
0: You can contact me, Instagram at the mystic, or my website, MonicaGamboa.com. And the first thing you'll see there is book a reading. So that button will lead you to the whole process. Monica Gamboa, M-O-N-I-C-A-G-A-M-B-O-A.com. And I've actually been receiving like people have really been booking a lot these can imagine a lot are really looking and I was like wow I'm not even really putting myself out there we're (laughs) wanting to learn we're wanting to learn more about ourselves such a makes me happy it's like yeah we're doing this together this is
1: this is how we heal each other Absolutely. And I think that there is that trend of it less and less being a taboo. I mean, I think with each of our works, right? It's like, oh, it's not more the woo woo stuff. Like, you know, we could all talk about it and comfortably, right? And I'm happy to hear that because, I mean, in many ways, people are searching. And it's good to know that there are those tools like yours, or let's say that birth, the prenatal chart, uh, sorry, birth chart or the natal promise or um, in other aspects it could be called the divine timing where also in like theta healing we also like can envision ourselves right of what this is my divine timing and what that would mean count me in monica i'll be one of those booking (laughs) exciting times and the work that you're doing matters
0: the work and conversations you're bringing out right aquarius It's really like, let's educate. Let's reach out to people. And this is the way to that. And doing everything, like a startup, everything is hands-on, all the tech. It's just like a two-person show, (laughs) right? Um, So I appreciate you're doing this and really help bring out the message, who we are and what we want to do. So I think you're doing it too. You're very much in the work.
2: Thank you so much. And of course, we you. appreciate you taking the time to, to share your work, share your heart and share advice with us in really helping us and our listeners maybe grow in their journey of self-exploration, self-healing, self-discovery and help us navigate through these changing times. So we thank you for you being here with us tonight. Thank you so
1: much, Monica. Such an inspiration
2: everybody thank you so much for listening to sage conversations
1: if you found some value from our content share your thoughts with us on instagram and facebook and tag us at sage conversations podcast that's sag conversations podcast please subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love every bit will help us grow our circle
2: once again thank you so much we love you and until the next episode Trust your power and light within.